0: All right, guys. Yes. Oh, perfect. Right there. That's what I'm talking about. Come on, Remy. Come on. All right, guys. Leilani is going to pass everyone a blank sheet of paper. Um, Leilani will pass out a blank sheet of paper. I think she... Thank you. Nathaniel is going to hand you guys a piece of white blank paper. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. All right, people. <laughs> I'm excited to be here with you guys every Friday night at, yes, always excited to be here. Um, just going to pray, okay, so please, let's pray again. Jesus, dear God, I ask that you just have your way right now dear your Lord. I pray that you have your way with every word, dear God. I just give you full control right now, dear Lord. And I ask that you come and that you search hearts in this place, dear God, that you do something new in us, dear God, that we will not leave this place the same, Lord Jesus. I pray, dear God, that I will not just give out information, dear Lord, but that it will just be something that's received, dear God, a message from you, dear Lord. Just even one word, dear God, that just changes a life in here, dear God, tonight. Lord Jesus, we just want more of you right now. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. How many of you guys know that we are all sinners? Okay, good. We are all sinners. And guess who came to save us from our sins? Jesus Christ did. Okay. So, the Bible says that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Amen. So, I would like all of you guys right now to take some time and list um, three to five sins in your life. Not in your life right now necessarily, but before you were born again, okay? Any sin in your life, just write five down. Three to five. All right, guys, keep writing. So three to five sins. And as you know, that the Bible describes what the sinful nature is. And the Bible teaches that the sinful nature is obvious. Do you understand? It doesn't say some know what the sins are. Okay? It says that they're obvious to all. Do you understand? So because of our sinful natures, we all deserve hell. All right? So, um, When you guys are done, you can pass them up to the front, please. Nope, don't need to know. Pass them all up to Gilbert, please. All right, guys, while you're doing that, so the Bible teaches that the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. And many of you guys can already list what's up on this scripture. But it says the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. And the like. That means it's a list that goes on and on and on. Okay, guys? you listening? All right. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this, those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. And you know what, guys? We've all lived like this. Whether it was one of those up there, whether it was something that's not even listed up there, it's the like. Do you understand? So because of that, we don't deserve heaven. We don't deserve um, to be... Close to God. We don't deserve to have a relationship with Him. But guess what? Because of God's love, He sent His only Son, did He not? To take the sins of this world that we may have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. You guys know that. You know what? Tonight, I just want to share my heart with you guys because I've been hearing so much about people who say once they're saved, they're always saved, and you can't lose salvation. And you know what? I want to clarify that and say that, yes, you can lose your salvation, okay? There's such people called as backsliders, okay? And a backslider is someone who is living for God, believes for God, is on fire for God, and then decides that God's not good enough anymore. How do I know that? The Bible teaches it. And how else do I know that? I was a backslider once, okay? I once was on fire for God. I wanted to be a leader. I was doing everything I had to, you know, um, you know, prayer and um, and going to service and going out witnessing and going on a mission trip, you know, reading my Bible, having a prayer time, you know, on my own. I need every distraction going on right now to stop, okay? I invited you guys to come, be comfortable, but you know what? I just need your attention for just a few minutes, okay? Thank you. All right. So, you know, I was doing all those things that, you know, if you would have looked at me, man, man. What an awesome woman of God, you know? What an awesome young girl who's living for God, just like many of you here, you know? But then what happened? God stopped being good enough for me. God stopped being the one who was satisfying me. Why? You guys know, as I shared with you last time, is I let things get in the way. I started to get comfortable. I stopped doing the things that I first did when I first fell in love with Jesus, okay? I started to get comfortable. I started to get lazy, and you guys heard today, I don't like laziness, okay? So I know, I knew what I had to do to get right with God, and I didn't. And you know what? I, would, I met people who would tell me about God, and I didn't want to hear it. I believed. I knew that if I died, I would go to hell. But you know what? I would shake it off. Like many of us go out witnessing, and, hey, do you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yeah, I believe but they're drinking or they're out clubbing and partying and smoking or game banging you know? So believing is not enough, you know? The Bible says that we must believe with our heart because once we believe with our heart, we don't stay the same. We change. We become a new creation. Amen? If you believe that? Okay. You guys don't have to be quiet. You guys can agree with me. When you agree with me, say amen. Amen? Amen. Amen? amen. amen? amen. <laughs> All right, guys. So... Um, I will take all of these. And right now, what you guys have given me is your Ticket to Hell. I was going to write on here, Ticket to Hell, but, you know, just to not want to scare some people what they were doing. I knew I was going to confuse a few people. So anyways, you've given me your Ticket to Hell. Now, can you imagine, because these are all your sins listed on this piece of paper. You know, not all of them, of course. Otherwise, you know, we could be writing forever, some of us. But these are all the sins, you know, past, present, whatever. You know what's going on in your life right now. You know if you're truly saved. You guys are not babies. You know, this is not Sunday school where I'm teaching five-year-olds. Five you guys are all young adults. I believe that you guys are mature enough to understand what I'm saying right now. Okay, so right now you've listed sins, things that you've committed against God. When we commit sins against God, guess what? That doesn't make us his friend. That makes us an enemy of God. Do enemies of God get to have a place in heaven? No. That's the kingdom of God. Hello, somebody. Okay. So Jesus Christ came. Let's see what this is. Okay. Jesus Christ came. He died for us. Okay. He took away our punishment that we deserved on the cross, that by faith and through his grace we would be saved and have eternal life. What do we have to do to receive eternal life is we must repent must believe Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. And you know what? By our fruit, it will show that Jesus Christ is in us. Amen? But the Bible teaches that those, those who fall away, Hebrews 6.6, 6, if you guys can turn there, please. Okay, so now I'm going to take these. And imagine, like, God just, everything on here, with all these, all this writing on here, this is your sins. This is just filthy stuff, you know, that, that we allow to come into our life that, you know, the devil tried to, to use to keep us out of the kingdom of God. But what did Jesus do? He died. He shed his blood that all those things might be washed away. Do you see that? Do you see how this, this is red paint, it's not real blood, okay? (laughs) So do you see how this just covers it, just covers everything, you know? And of course, once we're dipped in the blood, we would be white as snow, right? Even though I can't take the paint off of that, you guys know how (laughs) it goes, right? Okay, so Hebrews 6 6 says, (laughs) if they fall away to be brought back to repentance, Because to their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. Hmm, what does that mean? All right. So the Bible says that if we continue to live in sin, okay, if we live in sin, if we fall away from repentance, it's like we crucify Jesus Christ all over again. Okay? But people say, you know, I've done that, I've repented, I've gone to church, I go to church, you know, I've been born again, I know what it means, you know, and guess what, they still want to live a life like fools. Now, can you imagine if you wrote your sins down for me, and I'm like, okay, hand them over, you know, but you're like, uh, no, I kind of want to keep my sin, you know, I kind of want to keep drinking, drink, keep partying, you know, keep listening to secular music, secular music is is music that's not Christian, Okay. And, you know, I always teach you guys this, is when we listen to the secular music for you new people in here, when we listen to that B96 stuff, guess what? That stuff that is not for God, okay? It does not please God. It does not bring glory to God, okay? It offends him. Do you understand? It offends him. It's against him. So when we listen to that music that is against God, it's going through our ears and into our heart. Do you understand? So once it's into our heart, guess what actions we're going to have? We're going to have the same actions of what we're listening to, you know, partying, clubbing, those are going to be our desires, you know, violence and just anger and all that stuff. So can you imagine if you want to keep your sins? And you're like, no, I kind of want to keep them, you know. um, I'll go to hell, you know. hell. A lot of people say that, you know. I'll go to hell. I don't need to, um, I don't need Jesus. I don't need to live for him, you know. I prayed that prayer. I'm born again. You know, I'm saved, I'm going to be all good, just live how I want. That's not true. Okay? So now imagine if you're like, yeah, I know I need to repent, I need to repent, but, you know, let me go back over here and I'm going to do what i got to do, and then later on I'll go back over here and I'll repent again. Guess what? You, you can't play games with the blood of Jesus and keep expecting him to just forgive you, you know, over and over and over and over and over, and over again, you know? Because God is forgiving, and he will forgive many times. He's done it for me. He's the God of many chances. I do believe that. But if you are playing games, God knows our hearts, guys. And that's dangerous to do is to be playing games with God. Now, you know, once we go on sinning, guess what? It's like we crucify Jesus Christ all over again. And you know what the Bible says, if you guys can turn to Mark 14? It wasn't easy for Jesus to take that for us. Do you understand? It was not easy for Jesus. Number one, he had to leave heaven. He had to leave glory in heaven. He had to leave, you know, just where he was being praised. And and he was all good in heaven, but he came here to go through so much for us. You know, Um, Mark 14.32 says, um, They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. Has anybody in here ever been deeply distressed or troubled? What do you want to do when you're deeply distressed or troubled? You want to run? You want to hide? You want to get away from everything? And the Lord is saying, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He said to them, stay here and keep watch, going a little farther he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. Okay? So here's Jesus who is about to be crucified, about to to, to go through death for us. Okay? And it, it wasn't easy. Otherwise, you know, um otherwise it wouldn't have happened, you know, because then it doesn't mean anything. But it was it took a it took a lot, I'm sure, for God to send his son. I mean, it was his will, it was his desire to send him here for us, right? Okay. So here's Jesus, you know, overwhelmed with sorrow, and then um once once um the governor's soldiers took him, we can look at Matthew twenty seven. The soldiers take Jesus in verse 27. So they gathered a whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand and knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, king of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and they took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they mocked him, they took off the robe and put his clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. So you guys understand that Jesus was mocked for us. He was mocked. He was humiliated. He was stripped of his clothes. He was beaten. He was slapped around. He was whipped. Do you guys understand that? He was nailed to a cross. His hands were nailed to wood. His feet were nailed together. He was slandered. All to take our punishment. You guys believe that? All to take our punishment. And what you know to receive to receive God's grace, you know, and just salvation, we have to repent, guys. Do you understand? We have to repent for this city. We have to repent for 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 our friends, for our families, that they realize exactly what they're doing. In Hebrews, In Hebrews 10, verse 26, we're going to work the word, okay, guys? A few more scriptures to go through. Okay, so Hebrews 10, 26 starts off saying, when you guys get there, say amen, please. All right. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sin is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment And a and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. I explained to you guys what enemies of who the enemies of God are. Okay, It's, it's no joke living in sin, you know. And people all over, young and old, are trying to justify their sin and the fact that they think they can live however they want while they're here on earth, you know, and not need to get right with God. You know what? But the Bible says that once you know the truth, and a lot of them know the truth, and they, you know, play games, just like I was telling you I used to, you know, thinking, like, I'm just going to ignore the fact that I'm living in sin, that I'm a backslider, live how I want to live, and keep going, but you know what, that's torture, that's just, it was torment in my life, just, it was like a whole year of living against God, and it was the worst time of my life, the worst time of my life, do you guys understand that? Like, I was, At the lowest of lows, you know, like I thought about suicide, you know, like I didn't attempt it, but I thought about it, you know, like I was just depressed, like I've never known anyone else to be in my life, you know, just hated myself, hated myself, you know, just um, tried to, to satisfy myself, you know, with the guys and, you know, the boyfriend that I had at the time and, you know, getting high and stuff like that and drinking so much and cared more about what I looked like, and that was what was going to make me okay. But you know what? It was all a lie. It was all a show. And guess who was deceiving me? The devil. You know? And my prayer for you girls here all the time is that you guys don't have to go through that. You guys don't have to turn your back on God. You don't have to know what it's like to be a backslider. Anybody in here, it doesn't matter how old you are. You guys can know what it's like, you know, to live for God your whole life and not have to know anything else. You know, but Jesus So You know, the Bible says that, you know, if you keep on sinning on purpose by choice, it does make you an enemy of God, and you know what? Soon enough there will be no sacrifice left for you. That means once who you were on your way, you know, you know, you're following the truth and you know what it is and you're doing it, you know what? You just lose it. You do you can lose your salvation, guys. Okay? So, because the Bible teaches we can serve two masters. How many of you guys know that? All right. See, I started off before I backslid trying to do both. You know, I wanted to just be with the family, you know, drink and party a little bit and go to church. Guess what? It didn't work. You know, and that's why I say that pretty soon God was not enough for me. And I, you know, could have told you, no, I love God. I love God. I know who he is. You know, I've been going to church. I've gone to church. I've read my Bible. I know he's real. I've seen miracles and stuff like that. You know, I know he's real. You know, I do love him. But my actions weren't showing it. And guess what matters is the fruit that I was bearing was bad. It was not good. Okay? And that's all that it takes. So I began to hate God. Would I have said I hated God? No. But what does it say right here? It's you you can't serve two masters. You hate one. You love the other. So I started loving the partying, started loving you know the guys, and what does that say? I started to hate the other, which was God, which was living a life pure and holy. Do you guys understand? It's no joke. It's one or the other, okay? If you do what's right, you belong to God. If you do what's wrong, knowing it's wrong, you belong to the devil. There's no in between, all right? And so my whole point of this message is that you, people can lose their salvation. You know, don't be fooled by people who are saying like, no, you can you can do this, you know, why do you have to do that? Why do you, you know, have to read your Bible or why do you have to pray so much? You know, you can go to a party, you can sit in a club, that's not true, okay? Um, because let's look at two people who tried to serve two masters and had a place in heaven, had a place next to God. Can anyone guess who those possible two people are? No. These two people had had a place next to God, had a place in heaven, and lost it. Let's look at Jude. I mean, let's look at Satan, okay? <laughs> Lucifer. Now, we all know, was he not in heaven? Does the Bible teach us that he was in heaven? Yes. He was in heaven. He was, you know, led worship. You know, had just so much, so much to do in the kingdom of God, you know, I'm responsible for so much, you know what I'm saying, like Leilani, are you not responsible to leading us to God's glory up here, is that not a lot, that's awesome, you know, you hear from God, you know what he wants, you're connected to his heart, you know what, but in Luke 10:18 it says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, that means he once was in heaven, and guess what, he lost his place, so a lot of people say, you know, once your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, it, you know, it doesn't go away. Guess what? He was in heaven, and he got kicked out of there really quick, fast as lightning. All right? It's not a joke. It's not funny. But why would it be any different from us than for an angel that was in heaven? Okay? So then we look at Judas. And he, if you guys turn to Matthew 10, starting in verse 2, you see the names of the 12 apostles. Okay, so these are the 12 disciples. And if you look at the end of the list, the 12th one is Judas, Zechariah. Who betrayed him? Who betrayed Jesus? Okay, so these 12, Jesus sent out. So is Judas one of those 12? Okay, did Jesus send him out? Okay, send them out. So Jesus sent Judas out with the rest with the following instructions do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, preach this message. Does that mean Judas preached? Okay. So preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. And then it also says that, you know, he went off, healed the sick, raised the dead, cleansed those who had leprosy, and drove out demons. Do you understand? So Here he's doing all that for Jesus. And then if we take a look at Luke 22, starting at verse 1, the feast of the unleavened bread, called Passover, was approaching, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus, for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas, called Zechariah. One of the twelve you guys following along? So who entered Judas? Satan. All right. So when Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. So I want you guys to be careful. Make sure you guys are guarding your hearts at all times. You don't want to leave not even like just a little crack. You know, that devil's going to get a foothold in your life. Do you guys understand that? Okay. So here, now, who does Judas belong to? Satan has entered him. He doesn't belong to God anymore. You know, later on, we go on and we read that. What happened to Judas? What did he do? He killed himself. He hung himself. All right? So Judas is a great example, you know, and you guys guys have been here for a while. You guys have seen many of the youth, you know, come and go. You guys know what a backslider is. And um, Matthew 7, verse 21, if you can turn there, please, says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. So these are people who are prophesying. Obviously, you know, going to church, probably being a disciple, you know, learning how to pray, how to cast out demons and stuff like that. You know, but what does the Lord say? Once they went up to heaven, guess what? Not everyone who said, Lord, Lord, can I come into your kingdom, will enter. You know, he said, depart from me, you evil doer." You know, they let that evil enter their heart. You know, they started to live a life against God. So, you know, you guys know that the devil's job is to come, kill, steal, and destroy and all that. And guess what he wants to do to us as Christians. He wants to take our salvation, our place in heaven. All right. So, do you guys know that in, in hell it's going to be a place of torment? You know, the people that have heard the word of God over and over and over again, guess what? They're going to be here in their mind all the time. It's a torture, a place of torture and torment where you're, like, constantly falling in a bottomless pit, you know, in a lake of fire, and, you know, you're thinking of all the times you were in church, all the times you heard the word of God, all the times you, you were called, you know, by God, and he spoke to you, and you were called to live right, you know, but you chose not to. And so I just wanted to explain to you guys that, you know, um, to warn you guys against against Hmm. I'm gonna warn you guys against just straying away from God and getting comfortable, you know, and and starting to to just get weak on your faith. You know, I need you guys to stay strong. I need you guys to stay strong, to keep loving God, to stay faithful. And I want you guys to look at James. Some of you guys know this is my favorite scripture. But James 4, starting at verse 7. And if I could, if I, you know what, this is is the scripture that I picked. This is how we must live. Okay. So we must submit ourselves to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. That's it you got to draw closer to God. If you want more of him, you got to come closer to to him. Lonnie, can I get you, a, or no, Adam, can I get you a new guitar? Do you have the other guitar? Piano's good. And lights, please. Okay. So I want all you guys to stand up, please. All of you guys to stand up. Liz, can you take this table away, please? Jesus. so if you guys get anything from my message just want you guys to take it as a warning and I share with you a little bit about how I backslid you know and a lot of you guys have been there a lot of you guys have seen people leave this church backslidden you know now living in sin And I just warn you guys that you don't have to go down that path. I warn you guys that you don't have to be a Judas who, who the devil just comes and takes away the salvation and just starts to take control. You don't have to be that. You guys need to stay strong. You guys need to stand on the word of God. You guys need to have a daily prayer life with God. No one else has the answer for you but God. You guys, we all have problems. We all have our hard times. We all have our struggles. But you know what we need to do is we need to draw near to God. You know what? And I thank God for every single problem right now in our life, for every single struggle. You know why? Because it's what draws us close to God. You know what? It draws us closer to Him. It draws us into that secret place To just get lost with Him. Because you know what? In that secret place during that time of worship, when you're just seeking God, guess what? Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters but just pleasing Him. So right now, if you've never been born again before, I just want you to come on up here, please. If you want to give your life to God. If you've never given your life to God before, just come on up here and you can do that tonight. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Every eye closed in this place, please. Right now I'm talking to everyone that's just standing back. You guys are all believers. All believers who have heard the truth. Jesus Christ is the only way. If you live in sin, you're an enemy of God. So I want you guys to just rejoice. Rejoice that you belong to God. Rejoice that... You know, he has control in your life. No matter what you're going through, just thank him right now. You know, a word that I got this week from God was really hard for me to receive was, was, you know, God's been telling me for a while, you're right in the middle of where I want you to be. You know, the first time I was like, okay, no. And then the second time, you know, really hit me like he would say, you're in the middle of where I want you to be. And I start to think of what's going on in my life and where I'm at. And I'm like, how could I be in the middle, like right in the middle of where you want me to be? If, if, you know, I haven't finished this, I haven't started that, you know, I have this I'm working on. And you know, still this I'm dealing with, but God's saying, I have you in the middle of where I want you to be. You know, and God says, you know, get ready for the unknown. Get ready for the unknown. That's kind of hard, you know, when you just started to dwell in it and think about it. Like, the unknown is kind of scary, you know. unknown is kind of scary you know and god was saying i'm not scared of your doubts i'm not scared of your questions god's not scared of that stuff he's not scared of our problems he's not scared of our enemies You know, God just needs us to be filled by him.